I'm just gonna start recording, cause it's fun. I did a thing! We're gonna be better people by the end of this. The thing that I did! Sarah! I did a thing! Talk about it! Welcome to I Did a Thing, a podcast about unremarkable people doing remarkable things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Birdie. And this week we are having an old friend back on the show. Sarah Keithman is going to be with us to give us an update on the things that have been going on with her. I'm so excited. Sarah is is the best. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, as a reminder. Uh, she is a badass also, and, uh, we still, she and I live in the same city and still have not yet met, so I am <laughs> really excited to finally meet her at some point. Yeah. Uh, Especially since you both have, uh, similar interests. Right? Like, uh, we've literally crossed paths, paths, <laughs> and haven't actually introduced ourselves to each other. So, uh, but she's so cool, and... Uh, got hurt uh, playing or playing, doing competing in American Ninja Warrior. So we're going to talk to her about that a little bit. So uh, I read this interesting article recently um, about uh, sizing and women's clothing and the oh. history of that. Ooh. Um, yeah. So uh, the article started out with you know obviously at one point in time in history like pretty much everyone's clothes were either made. I mean they were made custom you know they either made them themselves or they got them made by a tailor uh but then right about like in the late 1800s was when they started first trying to mass produce clothes and i guess originally there like the sizes were just based on like basically the age of the person that was supposed to be able to wear the clothes. They didn't really explain, like, uh, how they did it for adult women, but they said, like, a 12 was supposed to fit a 12-year-old girl. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> um, not I don't, how it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if maybe the the feeling was that adult women should not be buying mass-produced clothes or something. I don't, I don't know, but they didn't think because they didn't explain that part. Um, but then I guess... Um, not too long after that, in the early 1900s, there was actually used to be a, a government department uh, that set, among other things, set clothing sizes. Um, and originally, it was um, it was done based on a study they did like shortly after the Great Depression, uh, where they got the measurements of a whole 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 bunch of women. Uh, but the article was explaining that most of these women were um, poor um, immigrants. And it sounded like probably a lot of women who had, at least at some point in their life, uh, suffered from malnutrition. Okay. So you could imagine that maybe their body measurements were not accurate to a whole range of, um, you know, <laughs> right. healthy body types. Certainly not and also, in relation to now. Right, right. Um, wow. But so for a long time, um, that was how, like, it was, you were required if you sold clothes to use those sizes. Um, and then I guess, um, I think it was in the 80s, they did 
a revamping of it and um like the especially the manufacturers were saying you know these aren't these aren't accurate sizes like we need to adjust the system uh, so they did revamp it um, at one point and make it a, a little bit more representative. Uh, but then finally, uh, I think it was in the 90s, they finally did away with that. And now clothing manufacturers are free to make up any size that they want. Wait, what? Yeah, so you, I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, they're generally loosely based on that original system just because um, people buying clothes today, uh, especially, you know, like they they were used to buying it under that system where it was regulated. Um, so, you know, they have, there's a fair number of people who have an idea of what their size should be uh, based on that system, uh, but there's no longer a regulation. And if somebody wanted to make what most people would consider a size 16, a size zero, or vice versa, <laughs> so uh, they can. So literally, when people talk about, like, oh, I'm a 10 at Old Navy and a 12 in Levi's, that's probably legitimate and yes. by design by those companies. Yeah, so... Um, well, shit, man. Yeah, so the, that's where, uh, if you ever heard the phrase vanity sizing, sure. um, that's part of where that comes in, is that um, some some clothing manufacturers noticed that they could sell more uh, by making the number on their clothes smaller. So, um, I, you know, it makes you feel good if, you know, the last place you were shopping, you were a 12, and you go into this store, and suddenly you're an eight. You're like, oh, this is great. I should buy everything. So, but it reminded me of an experience that I had um, that was the opposite. Okay. <laughs> so, like, because I was overweight, like, uh, in high school and through a good portion of my adult life, um, Lane Bryant was pretty much one of the main, if only, places that I bought clothes. Um, and for a long time, I you know, I felt like that was, I mean, I, it was out of a feeling of necessity. Like, I didn't feel like I had many options. Right. Um, so when I started working on losing weight, one of my goals was to not have to shop at Lane Bright anymore. I think that's a and lot then, of people's goal. I mean, yeah, Lane and- Bright's got great stuff, but... They only sell to size 12, I think, is the Right, 12 size. is the, the lowest size. So, and so then when I finally um, did, you know, did go, and I think I bought some stuff at the Gap Outlet, and it, uh, everything I tried on was fitting, and, and so I was like, all right, I am done with Lane Bryant. I'm never shopping there again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny because, uh, the same company actually owns the Gap and Old Navy and Lane Bryant. Okay. Um, of course they do. So, yeah. So, and actually Banana Republic. Yes. And, the, uh, the, the other three I knew about. I did not know they also owned Lane Bryant. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, <laughs> then a couple of years ago, I had gained some weight. And I needed some new work clothes. And I had go- gone to Old Navy and I wasn't really finding what I wanted. I was finding things like that fit, but they weren't they weren't really nice enough to wear to work. Right. They weren't up to the standard of even office casual. <laughs> it was old navy. 
yeah. So um, I decided, because I was at the top of the sizes at Old Navy, I decided, well, I really don't want to do this, but I'll go to Lane Bryant. And I went into Lane Bryant and tried on the same sizes I had been trying at Old Navy, and it didn't fit. They were too and small? They were too small. Huh. And then, so I started just like, you know, you know how you do when you're not sure what size you want so you or need, so you pick like, you know, a 12, a 14, and a 16, and you take all three of them, right. thinking like, okay, one of these has to fit. Right, right, right. Um, and <laughs> I had been fitting into a 16, a regular 16 at Old Navy, and because of the cut, I couldn't fit into a 20. So they upsized their clothes? They, yeah, like it, to that keep that business. Yeah, oh, I think that's what it is. That my experience and made me think <laughs> that what they do is they make their clothes smaller so that you feel like you don't have a choice. choice. Yeah, because I know that they're like looking back on it. I'm sure there was a point where I could have been shopping at other stores that sold um, straight sizes and had more options of what I wanted to wear. But because of the size that I was buying at Lane Bryant, I didn't think other stores would have anything that would fit me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it made me really mad. What the fuck? And, and, and stro- <laughs> strengthened my resolve never to shop at, old, at uh, Lane Bryant ever again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like exploiting... The vulnerabilities of people who are already feeling bad. Some people already feeling bad about themselves. Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, I mean, even regardless of whether or not you feel bad about what size you wear, uh, it it definitely feeds into feeling like, well, these are the choices that I have to choose from. (laughs) I'll have to make do, even if this isn't what I would, you know, in my ideal world purchase. Damn. Tara, so. that stinks. <laughs> well, luckily, I I am now a smaller size even than when that happened. So Sure, but, but yeah, do you know if they still do that? It's been a while since I've gone in there and tried anything on. Because uh, that was the other thing is that the last few times that I did go in just to see, like, okay, I don't really want to be shopping here, but let me look and see. They didn't really... It was a similar situation where, like, I was work- looking for work clothes and I couldn't find anything that I felt like was appropriate for mm-hmm. work attire. Um, and that was flat. <laughs> right. So. So, anyways, wow. I, I wanted to share that uh, all of that knowledge and experience, uh, in case you're in a similar boat, um, you know, go a lot of st- more and more stores too that say they sell straight sizes, have bigger clothes uh, in their store than maybe they used to. So That's true. You know, don't do, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid to try other other stores. Don't don't make yourself feel like, "Oh, well this is the only store that I can shop at. I don't have any choices." Cuz you may have you more may. choices than you realize. Yeah. It's good advice. Uh, should we get into the things that we did? Yes. It's been, it's been an extra long time. I have so many things. This has been an extra episode. week. 
that I did in the last two weeks. Um, the first one is that I attended the Minnesota pole competition in Minneapolis. And um, it's one of the events that polers, pole dancers do, uh, I think mostly for feedback and for, a, you know, confidence and ability to get better. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, pros there's several levels of people but the pros who win can go on to additional competitions in in working their way up to other things i don't really understand how the structure of things works quite yet but i was super inspired there was like amazing people there like really super strong and really talented but also interestingly there was a lot of folks who you know, they're better than I am, but they're not that much better than I am. Some of the novice or the, uh-huh. inter- even the intermediate, like in a year or so, I think I could do those things, um, which is really cool yeah. to see people who I thought, well, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely are doing it better than I can, but I could do that maybe. Cool. It was cool. Yeah. But the folks who... Oh, there's some things that are <laughs> mind-boggling that a body can do that. Like, the strength of their arms and abs and insane. Totally insane. <laughs> uh, one of my instructors competed, and he won his entire division. It was so cool to see him be nervous before it. I've never seen him nervous. And then for him to go out there and like, do the damn thing yeah. and then win – so cool. Cool. It was really inspiring. Yeah. The for some reason when you're talking about it today, I was thinking about trying pull myself and I realized that I I'm pretty sure that I would get super nauseous. Well, at first, at least at my studio, you don't do uh spinner pull. Mm. So it's all static and, and stationary. Yeah. So you, there's no real flipping around it. Uh I get carsick looking at a swing set like, yeah i am so motion sick and i i'm fine unless we're on spinner pool and then i want to throw up uh, yeah when my my brother was little one of his favorite things when we would go to the park is to get me to push him around on the merry-go-round and Ooh. like i could only do it so many times and i'd be like i can't anymore and he'd be like why and i'm <laughs> I'm gonna be sick and he like could never I mean like five year old him could not understand (laughs) even just doing it not like being on the apparatus yourself yeah just pushing it in a circle was too much for me (laughs) when I was a kid I I still sit on the on the right side of the vehicle Mm -hmm. when I drive anywhere because it's the easiest to whip open a door and puke out the side (laughs) if you need to pull over real fast like, I learned early on that that's the side of the vehicle you sit on. And then um, I, I've joked that I've puked out of many cars. Like, uh, Fruit Loops are the most colorful. Yeah. Uh, spaghetti was maybe the worst because it's so acidic. Uh, uh-huh. Like, I've thrown up a, I threw yeah. out of a threw up out of a limo once on the way to 
prom. Yeah, I wasn't I even drinking. That. I could I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, we did a lot of car trips when I was for vacations when I was a kid and yeah, I was always getting car sick. Ugh. Um uh, the Worst. the one thing if you're feeling even slightly bad about um your your uh, tendency towards uh, motion sickness is that my mom told me that apparently NASA did a study and found that the more susceptible you are to car sickness, the less likely you are to get sick in outer space. Hey, so you sent me to space. Yeah, you just, I mean, your calling is to be an astronaut, so. <laughs> Clearly, that is my calling. <laughs> Um, another thing I did was I reached lifetime status at Weight Watchers. Wow! Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, because I'm already a lifetime member, I had already reached my goal weight Mm -hmm. and maintained that weight for six weeks. I, um, once I got back down into that range, I was immediately reinstated as a lifetime free member. So I still have to weigh in once a month and be within two pounds of my goal weight, but... Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I did fall off of the bandwagon, so to speak, a bit this week because I think I celebrated that victory a little bit too much. <laughs> so I need to get back into it by this weekend so that I can weigh in again. So, like, do they, if you go to this week and you're over, do they ha- make you pay for the whole month or do you, can you just pay for the week? I can just pay for the week. Yeah. So I think my plan is to weigh in on Wednesday because that is still uh, within the month. Mm-hmm. And then I can see kind of where I'm at right. and judge it from there. The last thing I did was Jessica, who's a former guest. She does the bullet journaling. Okay. She and I are collaborating on a, uh, a sewing project and she keeps Uh, I'm grateful to her. She keeps posting about it on her Instagram, (laughs) but she's kind of Instagram famous. And so um, I'm a little overwhelmed by all of the attention and potential sales and like all of the shit I need to do to make that happen now. So I need to figure out how to set up an online store and how to taxes work and how much I want to charge for the thing. And a bunch of other stuff. So it's a sudden influx of excitement, but also a little scary cool. for me. Um, but she has a Facebook store and a couple other things that she's been so helpful in helping me to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. Those are the things I've done this week. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Been a good week. Well, How about you? Um, so... This week, well, in the last the last two weeks, I went to two new to me uh, fitness classes. Ooh! So what did you go do? The first one was a dance class. Um, okay. That um, it's connected to um, the Cincinnati Ballet. Um, so that sounds fantastic. It wasn't a. They do ballet classes, but the one I went to wasn't a ballet class. Um, and. <laughs> Everyone there was super friendly and welcoming. Um, the challenge that I had is the way that this particular class works is they do, uh, over the course of an hour, they do 10 routines. Um, and they Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, and they only introduce one new routine each week, and then they throw one out 
and introduce a new one the next week, if that makes sense. Yep. Uh, but what that meant for a very first timer was right. that they walked through the steps to one of the ten songs that they did, and the rest, everyone else in the class knew them. <laughs> And I did not. So, and so, what are you expected to do in that case? Just I, it was me and the like flounder I, in the back. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Like the instructor told me, like how it worked before the class actually started. So plus, That's I know my knew. level of dance ability. So I definitely like picked the spot, like in the back, like kind of in the corner, so that I could flail and not <laughs> <laughs> flail you know, in somebody's way. Right. Um, so. Um, I did my best. Um, hey, that's about great. five minutes in, I was like, "This is not for me. I kind of want to leave." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because the other part of it is that I went thinking that it was gonna be more hip hop, um, kind of dancing. Okay. And uh, I am by no means a dancer. Uh, but I did take one semester of African dance when I was in college, um, which, granted, this is almost 20 years ago, uh, but still, I can I can figure out hip-hop a little bit better just because it's like the steps are related to something that I've at least done before. Done, yeah. Uh, but then this class was more like jazz and contemporary style. Ooh. So, and jazz is so over the top, yeah. but precise at the same time. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I recognize seeing people do this on So You Think You Can Dance, but <laughs> I personally never moved my body in the way that you're doing it right now. So I'm... But I don't think I can dance, so yeah. don't really me. So, like I said, after about five minutes, I thought about leaving, but I was like, no, you're here, just, just top it out to the end um and i did manage to make it to the end there were a few uh pretty scary moments where for example there was a couple of songs where suddenly everyone formed a circle and started running around in the room the room in a circle which is what? like so confusing when you have no idea what's going on <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Were there other new folks? No, I was the only person that was new. I was the only person that didn't know what was going on. Wait, is this on your class pass? Yeah. That's not an appropriate class for class pass. Yeah. That's like um, a session course. Yeah, I guess they do occasionally do, um, like, before a a regular class, they'll do a session uh, for new people while they'll... Uh, show them the steps a little bit more, but that wasn't happening this day. So. Oh dear. Yeah. So and then well, there was sounds other, like you're a trooper. Yeah, and then there was other confusing things like sometimes the instructor would turn around to face everyone, which is fine if you know what's going on, but I wouldn't know if she was turning around as part of the dance. Oh uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Just turning around. So, anyways, oh boy. <laughs> I I can say that I did that, which you is can something. Say that you, did. <laughs> you did a thing. It I wasn't your thing. It. it wasn't my thing. I'm sure I know that there are people who would love it, and everyone else who was there that went regularly clearly loved it. So, I guess that that's my message to anyone out there who loves dance. Uh, that just because you're an adult doesn't mean there aren't. Uh, dance classes out there that are accessible and 
you know, if that's something you love, you should definitely seek it out. Um. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Um, what other class did you go to? The other one that I did, I enjoyed quite a bit more, uh, which was a rowing class, um, like a, a rowing machine, uh, which is one that I had been wanting to do for a while, but I I'd actually um, hadn't wanted to go sooner because I felt like I I wasn't in a good enough shape yet. I, I was afraid that my cardio fitness, like a couple of months ago, I wasn't where I needed to be in order to finish the class. Um, okay. But I went and I I finished it with no problems. Like, there's a few points um, during the class where the instructor gave, like, a um, the, on the rowing machine, it has a computer and it, it shows a bunch of different information. But one of the things it shows you is, like, how many yards you have gone Um, and so there was a couple of times where the instructor, uh, gave us goals, um, or maybe it's meters, but anyways, a distance, (laughs) she would give us goals. And I was totally like right in the middle of the the range that she was suggesting for you to do in the time. So I, yeah, it made me feel like, um, I was, I was doing pretty well. I room to still improve, but it wasn't like I was struggling, struggling, like I was afraid it was going to be. Um, and then part of the reason why I'd been wanting to go uh, to a rowing class is that um, rowing is such a good workout. And especially um, like there's a lot of like elite uh, running coaches that recommend um, uh, rowing as, a, as yeah. cross training. Uh, because it's such a good cardio workout, but it's zero impact. <laughs> right. Um, so I tried rowing at the gym on more than one occasion, um, and I found it so deadly boring that I would struggle to make it through even five mm. minutes worth of rowing <laughs> before yeah. I was just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, and especially uh, because... Uh, like I didn't know any uh, drills or any anything like that to do on my own because I I'm definitely not a rowing expert. Um, so it was great to be able to go to a class and have somebody lead lead me through a workout and have it not be so boring that I couldn't stand it. Uh, the instructor was was good and uh, gave us some good challenges to to make the time go by faster. Um, is it kind of like spinning for but with rowing? Um, yeah, similar. Like you know, the a fair amount of it was like drills based on speed. So go fast for you know a minute, and then and then uh, take it easy for a minute, and those kinds of things. Okay. Um. But yeah, so yeah, it was probably yeah, it's similar to to a, a spinning class. Um, what I assume a spinning class would be. <laughs> I've never actually attended one. Um, and then the other thing was I was really, I also, uh, like I was saying, I was afraid I wasn't fit enough to do it. I was afraid I was going to be super, super sore afterwards. Um, like the neighborhood that the, the studio I went to is in, um, is 
is really hilly and I ended up having to park my car at the top of a hill from the studio and I was like oh no I hope I'm not so sore that I can't walk back to my car Uh. Uh, but it was fine um I I mean like I felt like I got a good workout but um even the next day I wasn't super sore or anything that's Um, good so yeah if you're looking for uh, a new workout those are two two workouts you could try uh if you're like me i would recommend the rowing over the dancing (laughs) (laughs) maybe that particular dance class i don't think i would like to show up and have everybody know yeah you know nine tenths of the class and i don't know yeah (laughs) i would be i would be very intimidated by that yeah i mean i left it because on class pass like every time you finish a class they ask you to give it a star rating and then also they give you an opportunity to leave a review Mm. And so, I mean, I left a review saying, you know, everyone was there was super friendly and welcoming, but, you know, unless you have a strong background in jazz or contemporary, uh, this might not be for you. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw, I looked at, I don't know why I didn't look at it before, but I looked at a bunch of the other reviews and there were several people that said similar things like, this is a super hard class for beginners just because they don't really introduce the steps <laughs> right which if you know that i guess it's not such a big deal but yeah. you didn't yeah um yeah like i said i think if you if you had taken if you were somebody who had taken a whole bunch of of dance classes before you probably would have had a much easier time um picking it up i didn't feel like what they were doing was like super crazy and technical it was just like I'd never seen it before and I don't I don't really have that kind of dance background so right cool well should we talk about the challenge zone yeah let's talk about that challenge zone challenge zone challenge so Last week yeah. was my birthday, which I yeah. had established at the beginning was uh, when I was going to take my cheat day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did take mm-hmm. my cheat day. How and was it? It kind of ruined my birthday because I made myself super sick. No, Sarah. Because <laughs> I've been thinking so much about like, and I want to eat this, and I want to eat that, and then I'm going to have this. It's going to be so good that, like, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, but because it's just for today, I need to pack all of this stuff in before midnight. Oh, my God, <laughs> So I ate, like, way more than I would have otherwise. And, like, literally, like, I was laying in bed at, at that night, like, oh, what did no. I do? Like, my, like, I haven't eaten like that in, like, literally probably years. That feeling where you're just, like, so full and you hate yourself. (laughs) No, that's bad. So, I think what I learned from that is that cheat days, at least, are not for me. Not for you. Like, I would have been better off to have just eaten one thing for the whole month. I mean, like, each day for the whole month than to have done what I did, probably. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Okay, so what did you share with us? What did you have? Well, what did, actually, did I'm this? exaggerating. It wasn't quite so bad as, as 30 days No, but days if you're not worth, used to it. Yeah. Um, so I also, I got, I had a free drink at Starbucks for my birthday. So I went and I got um, a venti, which is 20 okay. ounces yep. um, of a smoked butterscotch latte. Oh. That'll do it right so, there. That was delicious and yummy. It was like drinking liquid candy and I loved it. Right. <laughs> but that was the first thing that I had. That'll do it. That'll then, set you up for success. Yeah. And then I went to Whole Foods to get like a birthday cake replacement. Um, and then I couldn't decide between um, a chocolate peanut butter cupcake or they had like a tiny uh, cheesecake that was about the size of a cupcake. Okay. Um, so, so I got, got both. both. Yep. <laughs> so those things, if I had just had those things, it would have been probably marginally okay. But then I also decided that since it was my birthday, I wanted to have pizza. Uh, and I ate way too much pizza, too, on top of that. Okay. So, I mean, that's everything that I had. But, oh, no, I take that back. So the other thing <laughs> I did <laughs> was... Um, I love runts. Yeah. But for some reason, they're super hard to find. Um, they are. So, but there's this one convenience store that I happen to know about that is on my way home from work. So, I stopped on my way home from work and bought a box of runts. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, I also ate, like, the, the I ate the, that for my birthday, too. Box so. of runts, yeah. Yeah. Like, the movie theater size box of runs. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so it sounds like you feel about runs how I feel about good and plenty. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. Yeah, um, uh, when I still lived in South Carolina, the gro- or the convenience store that was directly across the street from my office had was one of the places you could get runs, and there was mm. a time in my life where I was eating a movie-sized uh, box of... Uh, runs like every day <laughs> yeah i don't see anything wrong with that <laughs> they're like a dollar fifty uh sarah didn't we talk about like having one item for your cheat moment i mean i did commit to that <laughs> maybe maybe a birthday hit and you're like i don't remember that so no I, I said cheat day Okay, maybe I put that in my own head to limit myself. Because I would have gone much more crazy. Much crazier. So And probably felt the same, so it's for the best. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't note, remember that. How, how has the challenge been going for you? It's good. Today I went to the movies and stopped at the grocery store first. Really wanted to buy a box of candy. Did not. But I bought... Um, some grapes. Oh, grapes are very sweet. Did you? They are. Yeah. Too much. Oh, really? Yes. And is that because it's the end of the month without any sugar? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think I like them very much. They're very. They're too sweet. I don't. I don't need my fruit to be like mm. that. I think it depends on the grapes too. Because that's true. Some, they were green. Some grapes are a lot sweeter. sweeter than others. Yeah, no, it was not. I mean, I'll eat the rest of them. I bought like a a pound, not mm-hmm. very much, which is 
it sounds like a lot of grapes, but it's like one bunch of grapes is like a pound. Um, but yeah, it's been okay. I, I had an encounter with some cookie dough that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, moment of weakness. So I had those um, Oreos at the beginning of the month right. that I shared with all the children. So I had like five Oreos back then and then <clears throat> some sugar cookie dough this week. But I think all in all, it was like a solid month. Yeah. Good challenge. I'm looking forward to getting a donut this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I that's what the birthday fiasco left me feeling is that I, I mean, the point of doing this, at least for me, was to try and get a better balance in my life with sweets. Yeah. Because that is definitely my biggest weakness. Um, yeah. Same. So, I guess the birthday fiasco reinforced my feeling that I I need to, this is a thing that I need to find balance with and, you know, not doing any is seems like it uh, did me as almost as much disservice as just eating whatever I want whenever I want it. So... Mm. I don't know if I would equate them in that extreme Well, just way, because but... I know that I I can't, I, I, I don't know. I guess I could if I had to, uh, but I know that if I'm able to eat sweets without getting sick, that, <laughs> that uh, I'm, not, I'm not able to maintain never eating another sweet ever again. Yeah, that's true. I just, I don't do well with moderation either. So I don't know what my sweet spot is in that puns. The, uh, <laughs> the other but, thing that I noticed, yeah. sorry. No, it's <laughs> the other okay. thing that I noticed with it is that um, I've eaten, I think, more um, fatty foods to take the place of it mm. uh, which isn't necessarily the best solution either <laughs> right no that makes sense although it did inspire me uh, to go back to one of my favorite um, Whole30 inspired breakfast which is a banana and some frozen fruit and a little almond butter Ooh, so, which sounds great yeah Okay. Well, I think it sounds like we learned some things about ourselves. We did learn some things. Throughout this challenge. Um, but I think if, if there's anybody else who did the challenge with us, I would love to hear what you learned. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> I forgot about this thing happened, too. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of days before my birthday um, was um, I have a monthly book club. Um, oh, yeah. And I went to book club and somebody brought cookies and the bag of cookies ended up, like homemade cookies, ended up sitting right in front of me. Jerks. And so, um, like I, you know how in those situations, like regardless of who made them or how good they might be, you you just, you know, like take one no matter what, <laughs> almost, uh, you know, to be polite. Sure. Uh, so without thinking about it, I took one of the cookies and I took a bite of it. And like, as I'm biting into it, I'm like, oh no, I'm not supposed like... to eat this. 
and you're like <laughs> spitting it out and then you're extra rude if you just hadn't taken it in the first place yeah i did i mean i didn't spit it out i did have that one bite of cookie but... oh, cheater <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um but yeah so uh the month is basically up so yeah. it's time to set a challenge for february yeah uh, so Sarah had proposed a bunch of options and I had thought of a couple, but none of them sounded like a good challenge for folks. So, uh, she had mentioned, what did you say? Eight hours of sleep as a, as uh, a goal? Seven to eight seven hours to eight. of sleep. And I love sleep. <laughs> so that just stood out to me as a great great incentive to just go to bed earlier than I do. Uh, so I, if I had my druthers, I would go to bed at nine o'clock at night and then probably hang out in bed watching TV till about 10, but then going to bed. Um, so this will be really good. I, I, that's what I'm challenging okay. that we, we challenge to get seven to eight hours of sleep per night, uh, without any sort of catch up option. So that doesn't actually work. So right. if you get five hours of sleep one night, you can't make it up later, just as a, a thing you didn't do that day. Um, Can I say but, just one more yeah. addition to this? Yeah, let's um, do it. Maybe with at least 15 minutes prior to the time that you are intending to go to sleep. So if that's, you know, even though you're saying you're going to get a bed at, at nine, but you intend mm-hmm. to be asleep at 10. Mm-hmm. To no phone or TV or laptop. Oh, so you I don't can know read if I can do that. Or listen to a podcast or music. See, I fall asleep to Chopped on television. It's, <laughs> uh, one of those shows that you don't really have to pay attention to, but it's noise in the background. Yeah. Uh, one good way that if you're having trouble falling asleep, though. Uh, there's this podcast called Sleep With Me. I think I've mentioned it before mm-hmm. here, but uh, it's this dude who talks about some of the most boring things I've ever heard in my whole life. And it's interesting enough that it keeps your attention for a while so your mind doesn't wander off right. to a bunch of other things. That's why I like Chopped also, um, because it's not like super engaging and you have to follow a plot line Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter what happens. Uh, but it's interesting enough that you, you're, you can close your eyes and your mind doesn't wander. Uh, sleep with me is podcast that does that same thing. It's great. I think I, I tried listening to it once and it was too interesting for me. Uh, no, that's not possible. You listen to something else entirely. (laughs) Pick a different episode. He does, uh, you know, different episodes every time yeah but he'll do things like tell you directions somewhere or uh explain the plot of a tv show and then go off on tangents about how his his mom told him the story about his aunt or whatever mm-hmm. like just all that stuff that your parents rat- prattle on about like, oh my god <laughs> shut up that's that's that guy all right. That's great. Well, you don't have to do that part of the of the challenge if it's going to be make it more difficult for you to get. I think to it sleep, would, but I I think I'm going to challenge myself to do that to okay. to turn everything off. 
You know what a, a reverse challenge for me would be is that when I my alarm goes off in the morning, first of all, get up. Yeah. First alarm goes off. But second of all, don't spend a half hour in bed looking at my phone Yeah. before I get out of bed. Like, just get up and get ready and go to work. And then look at my phone. Yeah, I, actually, I am down to do that, too, because there are some things that I could get done during the day if I was getting up when... If I went to bed when I was supposed to go to bed and then got up when I was supposed to get up. Yes. Because that's the reason, at least for me, that I have trouble getting up when I'm supposed to is that I didn't go to bed when I was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Fact. Well, okay. Cool. I think Great this challenge. is going to be a good challenge. Okay. So to recap, we are going to bed and getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Sarah for sure is going to at least within 15 minutes of intended sleep time, going to stop all media and technology uh, other than possibly listening to something like music or podcast. And then Birdie is going to at least counter that with not looking at my phone when it's time to wake up. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Cool. Uh, should we give Sarah a call? Let's call Sarah. Hooray! Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me back back in your podcast again. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Bertie and I have heard via your Facebook page uh, that there have been some events <laughs> yes. since, since we last spoke to you. So, yeah. could you you update the listeners on on what what has happened with your your uh, journey? I guess maybe. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. Um, it's it's just been up and down, kind of a roller coaster. So I have to get used to that. I think um, I was doing a competition in October and I fell really hard. Um, I thought I got the wind knocked out of me, so I kept competing and I fell again. Mm-hmm. And I realized this is not normal. (laughs) So I went to the um, ER and I found out that I cracked my sternum. I've been slowly recovering from that. (laughs) Oh, okay. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, First of all, tell us first, uh, like, give us some backstory. What competition, what kinds of things were expected of you during that? Like, what's the premise there? And then what were you doing? Um, I have to be, I have to be a little careful. I can't talk too much about the competition. Gotcha. Um, so I'm sorry there. I can't, I can't no. give too much out. It is mm. going to be aired. So you'll get to see, I'm oh. sure you'll get to see me in my full glory. <laughs> oh God. I'm going to throw up. Okay. So, uh, it's, uh, American Ninja Warrior related. Yep. It's going to be com- on American Ninja Warrior team versus team. Okay. Team versus team. Because this was the team whisker thing that you were training for, correct? Yep. Um, it's okay. actually a Wisconsin team, so the team name is Wisco Warriors. <laughs> Got it. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm already nauseated just thinking about <laughs> watching you slam into something and breaking your your, ch- your <laughs> yourself. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I know. I, don't, I think it, it sounds a lot worse than it looks like. It honestly just looks like I fell, and mm. then... The bonus is I got hurt a little more than I thought. <laughs> Such a bonus. Yeah. 
So, so approximately how long is the the recovery time typically from having a broken a broken sternum? Well, that's here's the interesting part. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor said, um, "What did he say? He said six weeks, but I don't." I think when he told me that, he forgot what kind of job I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right? Because it's not a normal job. <laughs> he was so, thinking six weeks till you can sit at a desk and use a computer. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. It was, um, and I kept working throughout this whole thing. So that probably wasn't the best call. But <laughs> um, he said six weeks. And then about three weeks into it, I re-injured it. Um, they still aren't really quite sure exactly what happened. The two guesses is it's kind of like a, I, I damaged all the soft tissue around it mm-hmm. or I might have had a rib separate. So those are the two yeah. options they said. Um, so it took me uh, about a month and a half to, f- to not feel pain throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then it took me about two, two and a half months before I even started doing any kind of training. Oh, wow. So I mean, I had, I just, placed a rib in the in my back it uh, hurt. And, and that was like three months ago and I still have pain I cannot imagine breaking something like breaking your sternum and being able to breathe that's insane it was <laughs> it's kind of a bummer because with things like this as you know there's nothing that they do they're like well here's some pain medication yeah. good luck also take deep breaths often so that you don't get pneumonia do they tell that oh. to you too Oh, I didn't go to a doctor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're more, you know. you're more intense than me. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, you know, popped it back in. It was fine. It didn't break oh it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, you're acting like you fell down and scraped your knee. Oh, I just popped it back in. It's fine. We're good to go. Was this still hurt. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> I pole dance and I was practicing at home and I didn't warm up. And I was doing a forward roll. I was doing forward rolls and handstands. And somehow throughout that process, I like popped a rib out of place and then couldn't breathe for like an hour. Oh. Uh, and then finally it kind of settled sort of back into place. But yeah, I was just fucking around. Oh, Not man. Story. <laughs> <laughs> warm up. Everybody, if you're going to do an athletic maneuver that you're not used to doing, make sure you warm up your body first. That's Yes, that's very, very important. No, I you on your Facebook page and I actually went to the Minnesota um, pole dancing competition. You were there? It, yeah, it was awesome. I was there for the pros. <laughs> Sarah, I was there. Darn it. I looked around, but I'm like, I didn't see you. And we kind of showed up late because my uh, boyfriend had to work. So we went straight from his job. They were so good. They're incredible. <laughs> I don't get it. How do they do that? I don't get it either. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> I know the more I, the more I Facebook stalk you, the more I love you. Hang <laughs> oh. <laughs> out, need to meet. Okay, back to your sternum. Yeah. So you bust it up, right? And then at the competition, do you realize it right away that you busted it up at the competition? Um, I mean, after you keep competing. I. I think that. I just wanted it to be, I want, I wanted so badly to it just to have been the wind knocked out of me. Right. Mm, yeah. So yeah. then I kept trying to convince myself that's what happened. 
But I'm pretty, I knew that there was something a little bit more going on. I'm just, was trying to talk myself down. I'm like, no, I'm just being overly dramatic. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when I was on the course again and I fell, that's when I'm like, I'm done. This is, (laughs) I need to be done. (laughs) It Uh. just, falling again the second time, that was, that was rough. Yeah. So, so ugh, I'm just imagining. So what <laughs> was it hard or scary to once you realized what you that you know that you had broken your sternum? Uh, was it scary to get back into the gym and and start doing things similar to what you had been doing when you injured yourself, or were you just ready to go? Um. <laughs> I, you know, right now I'm fine, but all the falls that I'm going to take are pretty clean. I think when it comes to uh, strides or quick foot movement, where if I fall, then I'm falling on my chest again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm nervous that I'm going to get in my head for that. Mm. So um, I haven't started practicing that yet. I'm going to give myself another month just so that I know a thousand percent that I'm healed and it's fine. And if I do fall, it's going to be scary, but I'll be okay. Um, and right now I'm just working on upper body, trying to get, trying to get back to where I was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do people just like punch you in the chest a couple times just to test it? (laughs) No, (laughs) but people, everyone in the ninja community is so friendly. So I'm used to giving hugs to everyone oh yeah you have to like box people out in such an awkward way they'd come close and be like don't touch me don't touch me and then I have to explain I'm like I'm not mad and I'm not crazy but I'm injured (laughs) okay so that might be like benchmark one must be able to give a hug without wincing in pain oh legitimate must have thought I was crazy because um I can, I was able to walk around pretty fine. Um, but things like coffee and hiccups were horrible. Oh, mm-hmm. And the then worst. little, like little movements, um, pumping soap in the restroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. like the, and I could carry my purse. My purse is pretty heavy, but pumping the soap, I'd like grunt or moan. And then I thought it was funny. So I, <laughs> and women next to me thought I was crazy. <laughs> or dropping my, that was the biggest one. Cause I dropped my keys and then. I'd have this dramatic response to it. And then again, uh-huh. I thought it was funny. So I'd start laughing. I'm like, everyone just thinks I'm crazy. This whole, the whole <laughs> and then the laughing hurts too. So then you're just back yeah. where you started. Yeah. I, oh I think I just must've been a spectacle for a good month, month and a half <laughs> in my recovery. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> um, so you're back at your well, you're working. You've been working, but you're back yeah. training. What was the first thing you tested yourself on on the obstacles when you were like? How did you know that you were coming back? Um. Well, I I started feeling good, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna try to hang on a bar. And then as soon as I hung on a bar, my vision went blurry, and I'm like, nope, not ready, not ready for that yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't pump soap can't. yet, so can't hang on bars. <laughs> that was kind of my tester. Every now and again, I try to just hang on a ring or hang on a bar and see how I felt. And the first time that I was able, able to hang and just swing back and forth, it was, I was barely swinging, but I was so happy. I'm like, look at me, look what I can do. <laughs> back like when you probably first started, like that alone is a huge benchmark when yeah. you're, you're weak and can't hold yourself up. Yeah. 
that's been um, that's been one of the most frustrating parts of this process is when I was sick with Lyme disease, I was out for nine months and I had to start over mm. and I feel like I have to start over again. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what, whatever. It's good for me and my, I have horrible patients. So it's helping me with that. But I was at 18 pull-ups. And then this, when I first was able to do pull-ups again, I was at three and I was like, I worked so hard to get my 18 and now I can only do three. So slowly getting there. I hit six and then I just recently got to 10. So I'm back to double digits. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. They're not pretty. It's not like, oh, she can easily do 10. It's like she can easily do two. And she's just, she's just (laughs) muscling through. Yeah. I mean, that one is impressive to me. So I I get that feeling though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mentally, what is that? I mean, you're you're a positive person, but how is that mentally to work? What, what was the biggest hurdle there? Um, I think, I think I'm sometimes a positive person and I definitely think it's important to, if I'm going to spew something into the world, I want to try to make it positive. Um, but Hey, I got pretty sad. I got pretty down. And, um, my mom talks a lot about self-talk. Like what are Mm -hmm. the things to say to yourself inside your head? And my self-talk for a good chunk of time was not positive. So Mm -hmm. I'd go to the gym and be like, you just need to try harder. Like you're not even you you can do more and why aren't you going to the gym more? And then I just had to tell myself, I'm like, stop it. Like this isn't helpful. And I'm just getting kind of depressed. So, um, I, I'd give myself little high fives or stars for, yay, you made it to the gym today. And as dumb <laughs> as that sounds, I'd make mm. sure I thought that thought and w- would try to point out positive things when I was working out because it was so easy to be negative. Um, right. And so easy to be frustrated because the women that I trained with, and again, world, anyone who's listening, don't compare yourself to other people. It's never good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm comparing myself to other people. Um, and like, oh my gosh, she just did 30 pull-ups with 20 pounds of weight on her. <laughs> and I'm at three. <laughs> So, and, and, with a broken and sternum. She broke, yeah, I was about to say, and she broke her sternum when? <laughs> right. <laughs> See, and it's just not beneficial whether you feel like you're doing a better job or a worse job. It doesn't matter right. comparing yourself to somebody else. But I think that when I'm down, that's an easy thing to do to kind of mm-hmm. kick myself when I'm down. And those are the things that I need to keep track of and mm-hmm. to keep in check and be like, this isn't helpful. You're just beating yourself up. And there's no way that I would talk to somebody else the way that I'm talking to myself right now. So why do I think yeah. it's okay to do that? That's so true. And if you flip it too, it's not like she, if she went to the gym and sa- saw you and was like, oh, well, Sarah only does three. So I guess I could do four and call it a day. Like that's not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> her achieving her goals either. So yeah, that's true. I've that's never true. thought of it that way before. That's really good. Uh, do you have a, a competition lined up now that you're on the, the recovery road? Um, man, there's a lot of competitions coming up and I haven't committed to any of them yet. Um, I'm going back and forth and I don't know, I don't know if I want to do that. There's a National Ninja League finals, which I qualified for last year. Uh, 
the end of February. And there's a part of me that's like, well, I'm still building up strength. That's what I need to focus on. Um, not going to this competition. And then there's another part of me. I'm like, I've never felt ready for a competition. There's never going to be a time that I feel solid. So just go and see what happens, you know? So I'm going back and forth those two perspectives on the comp. (laughs) Do you want to keep competing? I do. Okay. I do. I uh, applied for the show this year. I think I have a really good shot at getting on again. Um, Again, there's no guarantees, but that's always in the back of my head. Now it's because they're coming to Minneapolis. So they're coming to Minneapolis. Right. Yeah. So I'd especially with the location I want to go. And that's at the end of May. So I keep thinking, okay, four months. Okay. (laughs) This is your plan. This is what you got to do. So that's my, I'm definitely going to do that if they invite me back, but there's many competitions between now and then that I'm not sure if I'm going to, hop on and give it a go or not. Right. Do you know uh, with the, the national uh, Ninja League competition, do you know in advance uh, what uh, obstacles will be at that event or is it a surprise kind of like on the show? Um, national Ninja League, there's two national leagues and the National Ninja League is pretty intense with that stuff. So they don't tell you until right before you're going to run and they walk you through the course and you, um, can ask as many questions and they do that to make sure it's fair for everybody. So it's not someone who's able to practice all this stuff before you go. Um, can you watch other people before you, before your turn? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So usually if you want to, you want to kind of be in the middle or last, most people do that way they can watch everybody and kind of take the best pieces of their run and try to do it themselves. Um, but I don't know if I mentioned this, I'm not patient. So I actually like (laughs) (laughs) because I tend to overthink it and I'm like, Oh, look what they did. That's super cool. But everyone brings something different to the table. So just because they did it one way um, doesn't mean that that's where the best way for me to get through it, you know? Right. Right. Do they set that up? So more veteran or more quote famous Ninja Warriors get to choose when they run and the new kids or the, I don't know, people they don't expect to do well go earlier or wherever the, the quote good folks don't want to be. They set it up so it's a point system. So it was really brilliant on their part because the more National Ninja League qualifying comps you do, the more points you can potentially get because you get a point, three points for first place, two points for second, and one point for third. So the more points you have, the further back on the list you run. Okay. So um, what if you have all the points, but you don't want to run last? You want to run first. Um, I don't know. I think they might make an exception for that, but there's only a, f- there's only a few people that I talk to that want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, just you crazy folks. I know. I get so, I get so amped up. I'm like, I just need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally get that. Yep. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Get out of the way and then just enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy watching everybody else. <laughs> You know, maybe I, I've said that I don't actually really like playing roller derby. Like, I like the practice. I like getting better. I like the community. But the actual game 
in the gameplay. I don't particularly care about. I'm not. A, I'm not. Not a super competitive person, which is part of that. But yeah. um, I think part of it is because I get anxious and I just want to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Like I way rather go first in the night and then have the rest of the night to watch and hang out. Yeah. Um, but when you're going, like we play uh, two games, and if you play second, then you have to like hang around and be warm and. And not do fun things while you're waiting for your turn to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to be focused and on, and make sure you're stretched and ready. And you can't just be sitting in the corner having a beer and food, right? Right. That's the, right. <laughs> that's the frustrating part. Um, that ha- you know, I'm getting a little bit better with how to deal with it. Um, and it tends to go. I'm anxious right until I get to the starting point, and then at that point, there's something that clicks in my head. I'm like, well fuck it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> there's nothing at that point. There's nothing else that I can do. There's nothing. So right. just have fun. <laughs> have fun. Yeah. Wow. What a crazy, what a crazy world you live in. Sarah. <laughs> I think we all have our own crazy little, little nooks. I mean, not no. everyone does roller derby and pole dancing. I think that's pretty darn cool. <laughs> well, not everybody is televised in their activity to millions of viewers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not everybody runs we... marathons like Sarah does. Ugh. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank well you. done. <laughs> I did half a marathon once, and then I'm like, well, never again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one-time life experience. Yes. I'm excited to never do that again. <laughs> you just have to keep going. I don't. My, I talk with um, two of my friends. Do the Tough Mudder? Mm-hmm. What is it? The World's Toughest Mudder. It's a 24-hour race that they what? are running and doing obstacles. Yeah, no, they're insane. And they look at me and they're like, "I don't know how you do all this stuff." I'm like, "My competition's over between five and ten minutes. I'm done." <laughs> I don't know how you race for 24 hours that's a huge mental competition in and of itself yeah Yeah. so marathon runners people who do stuff like that that's just that takes a mental strength that I have not developed yet (laughs) I think so that has to do with that impatience that you're talking about like I get I get impatient with that kind of thing like I'm ready for the next activity I don't want to deal with the same thing over and over, like for a long period of time, which is part of why I don't like yoga because it's hard, but it's also boring to me. Yes. (laughs) But it's so hard. And I'm like, why am I spending all this mental energy being present and focused in this thing that I'm I'm not enjoying at all? It's like running. Running is hard and boring. I don't (laughs) like it. No, it's, I've taken a different strategy for my training, um, is there used to be a ton of things like, well, I should do this because it's good for me. I should do this because it's it's going to make me stronger in these different areas. Mm-hmm. And because I was being so hard on myself with, you know, getting my strength back up, I just decided, I'm like, you know, I'm going to pick a couple classes that I just want to do because they're fun. And I don't care mm-hmm. if they help me out. Hey, that's so great. I'm doing um, Dance Jam. Super fun. What is that? <laughs> it's, it's, you just dance to hip-hop songs and um it's at lifetime so they okay mm-hmm. it's someone does all the choreography and they teach it to you and then you just white girl dance in front of a mirror and it's so much fun <laughs> that sounds like fun it's super fun that's my jam and i don't 
I don't think it really helps me as an athlete, but I'm like, but it really helps me mentally because I'm getting yeah. in such a good, happy place. And I, I train so much harder when I'm happy and feel good about myself. So I think that's a good thing to focus on too. And part of your sport, I would, I imagine is that um, there's some mentalness about being looking weird or doing something wrong and being on TV doing it. And so things like dance jam, where you're just having fun and being goofy and, and weird might help with that piece of it. So you're not focused on you're practicing, not getting embarrassed. You can focus on yeah. other stuff. <laughs> it's yeah, it's true. I, I often wonder, I'm like, I'm 30. When am I going to stop being embarrassed about this stuff? <laughs> when does that just fade away or fall away? And it's, I think it's just like everything else you have to practice, yeah, you know, yeah. surround yourself with people who just love you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, that was one of the scary things being on the show is I don't know how they're going to piece everything together or what they're going to choose to put on there. So, um, and that, they, you know, they have, really good in integrity for the show so they're not gonna piece together things that aren't true but right mm-hmm. i i'm not sometimes i don't say the right thing <laughs> I, should, <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should know because now you've been we've been we've done this twice mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh as soon as i say something I'm like oh please don't put that on like that's not how i meant it <laughs> <laughs> So that did cause me a little bit of worry, but I was happy with how they pieced everything together last year. Right. Yeah. My goal uh, this year is to not look so terrified in the obstacles. So that's <laughs> one goal. <laughs> so uh, in in Derby, we have a like a broken people support group kind of thing. Do you have anything similar to that within American Ninja Warrior community, or is it just like people are generally supportive of each other, or do you have like specific? groups no we don't have I I'm not familiar with the group like that if there is one but people people are really um supportive in general and I I lucked out kind of I don't know how to word this right there is a a, another woman who cracked her sternum and then another woman who broke two ribs as well so we have kind of been keeping tabs on each other and um one of them is just she's just a beast and I don't know how she does it it was she cracked two ribs didn't go to the hospital didn't do anything like she got an x-ray from her from her aunt who um is a nurse just to make sure they were broken and she's Mm -hmm. like yep they're broken and the next Mm -hmm. day she's in these balance obstacle stuff that if she falls Uh she's gonna fall (laughs) right on her chest I'm like why are you doing that stop it (laughs) my gosh so it's I've been reaching out to them and talking about their healing process and being like, Hey, what are you doing in the gym? Like what works for you? And yeah. that's nice. Cause then I, you know, you don't feel quite alone. And then, you know, there's two other people that know how you feel. Right. right. Yeah. And can help each other through some of those things. But that's awesome. I like that. What do you, what do you call it? Broken. Um, there's a couple of them. We, we interviewed one of the coordinators on the, one of the Facebook groups. It's uh, blood, sweat and tears is what they call it. Blood, sweat, uh, and tears. But it's for, People who are in the Derby community who have broken something. So yeah. For, yeah. it's uh it's a great idea within a specific community because you have specific needs and interests that the general population definitely doesn't have. Yeah. I've run into that a little bit with 
I, with people who just don't under, understand, um, mm-hmm. they're like, just don't, just go, don't go to the gym for two months. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Right. Right. First of all, that's yeah. your job, but that's also not. <laughs> that's not going to um, happen, you know, even if it wasn't. I'm sorry, what? Uh, it's your job, but it wasn't going to happen even if it wasn't your job. Yeah. So it's nice to find people that kind of, they get it. Um, yeah. I went, I, I, there's a running group that meets every Wednesday and they talked about this um, what if, physical therapist that she went to see and every other physical therapist is like, just don't do pull-ups, don't do this. And the first thing he told her is like, well, I know you're going to do this stuff anyway. So this yeah. is how you just do them. <laughs> so she told everyone, he's like, he gets it. He gets what it's like to be an athlete. We're still going right. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's a, there's a surgeon here that does all the broken uh, ankles, almost all the broken ankles within my group. Yeah. And uh, he's just figured it out by now. He's like, okay, I get it. You're not going to do the things, these things. So do these things instead. And yeah. It's, it's nice to find somebody who got it. Yeah. It. And that's got to be even, even scarier for you guys. Cause that's such a contact sport, right? Yeah. Like for, for me, it's, if I'm falling, it's my own fault. There's no one else that can be like, she came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, most of the falls I've seen actually are just, like mine, I was just turning around and going back to the bench. Oh. Or like tripping over a crack in the, I sprained my wrist tripping over a crack in the concrete. Oh, that's frustrating. It's so stupid. When it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and definitely in the running community, it's still people are frequently frustrated with the advice they get from doctors about, yeah, just, oh, we'll just don't run for months at a yeah. time. Um, and then occasionally uh, you'll run across the doctor that'll say um, super unhelpful and, in my opinion, ignorant things like, oh, running's bad for your knees. You shouldn't ever run. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, especially in, especially in some of the Facebook groups that I belong to for runners people are get mad and upset when they've gone to the doctor and they're expecting the doctor to be supportive of what they think of as a health goal and instead the doctor is telling them not to stop doing it right you know there's there has to be a happy balance too because I feel like athletes and runners we're the worst patients because we just like fix it right now so I can go running tomorrow you know (laughs) so there has to be I think there has to be a balance with you know this is my passion this is what I love to do I want to get out there soon and I'm going to train somehow but help me do it safely help me be smart about it and Mm -hmm. I think too often oh just don't do anything until you know it's better gets thrown on the table and that's not helpful for people like us I had one of my friends Mm -hmm was sick with mono and her doctor said, well, just don't work out for a year and see what happens. And she's like, <laughs> a, year? Um, <laughs> a year, that's what he said. What, like not joking. So okay. she found a new doctor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there is something to be said, like just take the, take the rest you need and be smart about it. But, you know, listen to your body. If it right. says you can do something, then do it. If it says don't, then do listen and that's the voice that I often ignore <laughs> so I'm like I'll do whatever I want <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> did you do any physical therapy like prescribed physical therapy no um there's 
from what I was told, there's not much that, that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it, it, now that I feel better and it feels solid, I'm going to go to a chiropractor and have them kind of, you know, snap, crackle and pop me and see if that helps a little bit. Cause I know that my posture was affected mm-hmm. just cause of how I was trying to hold my, my body to protect right. myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. And those muscles are angry. So yeah. having it like chiropractors often do a lot of good massage stuff too, that helps loosen some of that up. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm not, I, I haven't been to a chiropractor in about 10 years, so I'm a little bit nervous and I probably waited longer than I needed to. Cause I'm like, what if he breaks my sternum again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my back. A legit fear of mine. So now I'm convinced that that won't happen. And, um, I'm going to go and see, see if that helps kind of open me up a little bit more. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I've, because I've had off and on um, some back problems, and I've gone to the chiropractor for that. And definitely, when it comes to something like that, I feel like the chiropractor is way more helpful than going to the doctor. Because the do- uh, red- regular medical doctor, like they're not really trained to like physically handle your body they're trained to give you medication (laughs) to fix whatever's wrong so with back problems it's just like oh well here's some pain pills um and rest uh whereas the chiropractor will actually manipulate and get your your back back or whatever uh, bone is in the wrong place back to where it's supposed to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Are like, there? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask if there were any, um, like either on set or just in general, like American Ninja Warrior doctors within the community that you reference to each other and recommend around, or if there's somebody on around on set or at competitions that you know gets it and can be more helpful than a regular doctor might be. Um, there some of the ninjas. Um. There's one, there's a ninja doctor that competes and he's also a doctor. And then there's a ninja physical therapist and he competes, but that's also his job. And, um, they'll often, if someone's hurt, they'll just jump in and, and help them out because they get it from both sides of it. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And that's super helpful. And then actually the physical therapist, if you want extra work, then I think it's, you, you pay him by the hour and you just throw some cash his way and he'll help you out right before a competition, uh-huh. which I think is awesome. Yeah. That's great. I mean, if it's, if it's an injury that you just got, they'll chime in. They're not going to be like, pay me money. But if it's, Hey, my back's a little tight. Can you loosen this up for me? Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely value recommendations from other athletes much more than someone who doesn't work out as much as me. So, yeah. Um, one of my friends just recommended a chiropractor because I think those are, that's one where a chiropractor can be great or it can be horrible. And there's not a lot of ways for me to know if they're good or not. So I just reach out to my community and then I trust them so much more. (laughs) Right. Sounds like there's a need for this and somebody who's not (laughs) me or you needs to formulate some sort of networking system for this, like a formal like list of doctors and physical therapists who are trusted by the community. And I don't know, like, yeah. I would feel, yeah. I feel like you guys get hurt a lot. So knowing who to go to when that happens is, is important. 
It is, but I mean, most of us are spread out throughout the whole country. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of people in Minneapolis, and um, so I can reach out to all those people and say, "Hey, this is what I need. What do you recommend?" And one of my one of my friends, Sarah Schobach, just posted on Facebook about like, "Hey, this is a running workshop. He'll show you how to, you know." Um, improve your form when you run, but then also how to stretch and recover. Ooh, and recovery okay. is something that I'm focused on way more than I ever have been in the past because I have been getting injured a lot more. So just mm-hmm. having that be a constant um, part of my training is new to me. So I'm still learning that that area. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> in my experience, every pretty much every athlete uh, once they have done the substance of their workout, they're done and not super interested in doing all of the stretching and cool down that everyone knows they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I know. Everyone's I, hate, <laughs> I hate it. I they hate make it. us do it, it at feels... pole. But I don't... What'd you say? They make us do it at pole. Sometimes oh. they leave a little early. But <laughs> in Derby, we're like, all right, we're done. Bye. Yeah. I just never valued it before, and I think the older I get, the more I'm I'm seeing that this affects my training tomorrow and the rest of the week. Right. Um, so I foam roll now, and I'm still learning how. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell I'm doing it wrong sometimes based on the looks I get from other people. <laughs> <laughs> but foam rolling and um, steam rooms and saunas have been huge for me. And then a buddy of mine just got me, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's you you. Yamuna, Yamuna balls. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it, it's supposed to be better than a foam roller. They're just little. They look little like tiny little, little beach balls. Yeah, I think I've seen, and they like have the like knobs the on them, right? Some of them do. Some of them are just um, just soft, and you. It's supposed to um, really. I don't even loosen up your muscles right, a lot yeah. better than foam rolling does. So I'm just getting into that and realizing how a buddy of mine got those um, and uh, with a specific program for uh, the chest for me. So that's what I'm working on now, seeing if that helps stretch me out and loose me up a little bit. We'll see. Are they they softer than a lacrosse ball? Yes. Yes. So there's... They look um, like that size, maybe. There's different stages. So she knows that I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to this stuff. So she got me two that you're supposed to use on top of a mattress. So you're supposed to do it on your bed. Um, And I think I don't really relax the best when there's something really (laughs) sharp in my back. And what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do the placement, right? You're supposed to put the lacrosse ball or something. And then you're supposed to relax and just let it open up. uh And I just sit there really rigid and tense which does really <laughs> <help>. yeah <laughs> I'm like am I done yet she's like no you haven't relaxed at all yet <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, or you know what really works is um a a kitchen roller like for dough oh, you do that in your yeah. yeah that's wonderful I love that yeah um there's actually um some things that you could buy that are like that, but are specifically um, for <laughs> using on your muscles instead of in the kitchen. <laughs> like one's called a tiger tail, uh, but they're it's like a smaller diameter. Like usually they're only probably about an inch 
Okay. For less than that. Uh, but it's got, like, the kind of handles, and you can get kind of, like, uh, with the foam rollers and all of this stuff where you can get them with, like, knobs on them or just smooth. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It, you have two handles, and you can rub it on whatever part of your body is sore and, and needs some some help relaxing. Well, if you're fancy, I guess you can get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got – I have one – I have one I got at Target um, for, like, I think I must have spent, like, a maximum of $10 on it, <laughs> so... Oh, nice. What's it What's it called again? Um, I The one that I specifically know that it, the um, name of is Tiger Tail. Um, Tiger Tail. All right. Yeah. They're, they're pretty popular amongst runners. Nice. I'll have to get that. Yeah, it's especially good for, like, getting, like, if your calves are tight, then it's like, makes it easier. Because mm. then you also have a little bit uh, better ability to reach and, and massage that area than you might otherwise. Nice. Okay. That's cool. Tiger tail. I have to check that out. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, Um. I've done some foam rolling myself, and, it, yeah, the, the time to allotting the time to do it and then also it's one of those things that it's easy to want to avoid because it hurts it (laughs) It hurts it does hurt my quads get it really bad Mm -hmm. um right when I'm done running and so I'm rolling them out and I make all kinds of grunting noises in the corner of the gym yeah (laughs) like it's fine I'm fine I'm just I'm just foam rolling this is what you're doing this is how it works yeah (laughs) yeah I everything's fine when I very first started foam rolling, like, there were parts of my body that, like, if I touched it, like, firmly, it would be sore. And I had always just thought, like, oh, well, I guess I'm not supposed to touch myself that firmly. No, <laughs> that's I what I thought, the, too. And, yeah, and then I did the foam rolling. And, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, it doesn't have to hurt to touch your own body. <laughs> <laughs> crazy but that's exactly what happened to me is I did that when I was foam rolling I'm like well this hurts too much so I don't think I'm supposed to massage that part and right. that was the part that I was supposed to massage right, right. yeah we're taught to like if that hurts don't do it yeah right no uh, but yeah what it is definitely worth it though after after you finish with the foam rolling because you can it's one of those things where you can notice the difference right away yeah um, and then the other thing that I've been trying to get better about doing is doing some, like, dynamic warm-ups beforehand. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not necessarily stretching, because I guess they say um, if you're stretching with cold muscles, that can actually be more likely to cause an injury. Um, but uh, if you just uh, Google dynamic warm-up and whatever sport, you're wanting to do you might have a little harder time finding dynamic warm-ups for specifically for ninja but uh, lots of times you can find um some little exercises to do to warm up your muscles uh, I, it's, man it's so funny because i i just recently started doing that for my classes too is we used to warm up for just 15 minutes and do stretching and hangs and stuff like that. Right. And I've started to do more of a progressive because um, people were getting 
hurt. And this is over the course of two and a half years, been like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. We can right. avoid this stuff. Right. So there's kind of a tiered system that I do now. It's just, you know, the basic stretching, um, you know, straight legs, touch your toes, stuff like that. And then a little bit of movement. And then we add jogging in between a little bit more movement. Right. And that tends to work quite well. So we jog in the hall and then we'll do kind of an easier obstacle. And then we'll jog in the hall and do another easier obstacle. Nice. And I think it's more of, I, I relate it to, I'm, I'm telling my body, I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. We're not going to stop. So you better get ready. Yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And especially for people who are, you know, not active or very active at they're at a job or you know whatever they're doing during the rest of the day to go from you know sitting on the couch or at your desk to then suddenly doing a super active uh challenging activity you can I mean <laughs> when you think of it that way it's obvious why it might be a little bit of a shock to your system right yeah Ready yeah what the hell man <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it's like so we have um so I have two classes, well, three, but I have it, one is Tuesday night and then one is Saturday morning. And I've just kind of come to terms with, we're not going to do big movements Saturday morning. We're going to do that <laughs> stuff on Tuesday. Right. Then you've been awake and your body's been moving and people just respond to it so much better um, because they've been awake and active, at least a little bit of movement so they can handle it much better. So I'm realizing things like that with my own body as I used to get up and work out at seven in the morning. Um, and it took, I work out with this guy named Casey and he's 20. So he doesn't understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> Jog in place for maybe a minute and he'd be like, Hey, are you ready? And I'd be like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not even close to ready everything in my body if I go and I realized it took me about 45 minutes to feel okay working out and then we pushed it back to 10 o'clock and it only takes about 20 minutes and I feel mm -hmm. much better like my body yeah. just responds to it better so I think for me being honest with that because it, it makes me a little crabby that I have to wait till 10 or 11 because it, it's kind <laughs> mm -hmm. of right in the middle of the day right, right. Yeah. I'd rather just be done with it by nine. I think that's kind of cool. I got up and did something and it's nine o'clock, but my body just rebelled against that idea. <laughs> just not ready for that. No, it's like, just, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it's a bad idea. <laughs> well, so you just mentioned the classes you teach. Um, do you want to remind everyone again? Um, of where your the gym you work at is and how how they can come and and meet you and maybe work out with you if if they are in the area. Absolutely, um, I work at Conquering and Joyer, and I work at our Eden Prairie location and Burnsville location for the adult classes. But we we opened up three new locations in the last six months, so now oh, we wow. have five locations. Wow, I know it's awesome. I thought, so we're okay. in Blaine, Burnsville, Woodbury, Eden Prairie, and Mankato. So oh, pretty yeah. much wherever you are in Minnesota, you can come to a Conquer. And memberships work for any location. So if you get a membership at Burnsville, it works at any location. Oh, that's cool. Which is super fun. Awesome. I'm totally going to come. I just... <laughs> your classes are during my other activities, so I have to wait for a break and then... The last break, I didn't do it. So you're, <laughs> just, you're fine. 
what do we plan on doing? We plan on doing double Dutch. And then I told him, right. like, well, broke. I broke my sternum, so I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do that, too. Whatever. We can do a pole class or something. That's something yeah. I wanted to do ever since I watched all those other people do it. <laughs> do pole with me. That'll be yes. fun. Thanks so much, Sarah, for visiting yeah. with us today. Yeah. It was great. So Thanks fun. for having me. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better, at least. Yeah, I can yeah. I can get back in the gym and I can start working out. So, if you if you want to see what happened, watch Wisco Warriors on Team American and on what is it? They changed the name American Ninja Warrior Ninja Team versus Ninja. They okay. changed. It. <laughs> Do you know approximately when that's going to be on? They said spring, and that's all they've spring. told me so oh, far. Okay, so keep an okay. eye out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on again. As usual, Sarah is a badass. She's so nice. <laughs> She's so positive and happy. She is. I love it. Although I think <laughs> I think it says something. It says something that as positive as Sarah always is, like, it seems like whenever I talk to her, or, you know, like, both when we've talked to her on the podcast and when, you know, we've messaged with her and stuff, like, her response is always, awesome, let's do it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then to hear her say that, you know, really inside her head, lots of times she's feeling really negative and, you know, having negative thoughts that, you know... It just goes to show that <laughs> we yeah. all we all have a tendency to to think things that are not helpful and be way harder on ourselves than we would ever be on anyone else. Truth. Um, well, Should we talk about the things we love? Yeah. Besides Sarah, what else do we besides love? Sarah. I love fruits It's my sweet pleasure I love Sarah, what do you love this week? Um, so I've got two things that are okay. kind of related to each other um, Wonderful So, first thing that I love is Well, first of all, um, I'm, I'm a, pretty much a lifelong Star Trek fan My mom is a huge Star Trek fan So mm-hmm. she got me started on it early um, Same So I've been watching the new uh, Star Trek show Star Trek uh, Discovery I um, really want to watch this How can I watch it on my internet? Uh, you ha- The only way to legally watch it in the US Is to CBS pay the C- for the CBS app so, Damn it! Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, the one thing, if you're not wanting or you're wanting to do it legally, but as cheaply as possible, is um, I would maybe suggest to wait until the whole season is over and just pay for the whole month and then <laughs> binge it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think it's only going to be like 13 episodes. It's not a huge long like, you know. Original Star okay. Trek with 22 episodes a season. <laughs> right. Um, but I've really been enjoying it. Um, and the thing that I particularly love about that show is uh, one of the actresses, her name's Mary Weissman. Um, she is awesome. Her character is awesome. 
Um, <laughs> she plays um, a super nerdy, socially awkward woman who whose goal is to be a captain one day, uh, but she uh, she knows she has a lot of work to do on her interpersonal skills. Um, mm. And the way she's portrayed that character is amazing. Plus, the other thing about Mary Weissman is that she has the most amazing head of wild, curly, red hair that anyone Ooh. has ever seen in their lives. That's amazing. It is great. And there's a, there's one scene at the very beginning of the, the series where you see her for the first time with her hair down, and it's just like this huge mop of beautiful hair, um, and it's awesome. But so I love Mary Weissman. Um, and then because of Mary Weissman, I was wondering looking to see what else has she been in because she's so good I couldn't I couldn't imagine that she'd never done any professional acting anywhere mm-hmm. um, so I discovered that she um, previously had been on the show baskets okay um, so that is the other thing that I'm loving this week um, I had watched like probably the first three or four episodes of the first season of baskets when it first came on and I really liked it but other things happened and I got distracted and stopped watching it. Um, so when I realized she was on there, I think she's in season two or three, but anyways, I I went just back, just this week I went back to start watching it from season one. Um, so I haven't even gotten to the part that she's in. Um, but uh, it's an amazing like funny but intense show. <laughs> Baskets? Yeah. I think I watched a couple episodes of that. It's with, a uh, what's that dude's name? Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, that guy. Um, and then, um, Louis Anderson plays mm. his mother. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and there is, <laughs> I'm actually only probably about halfway through, uh, the first season, uh, but already there's been two or three episodes where um, there is such a realistic portrayal of emotional eating and mm. what <laughs> what it feels mm-hmm. like and what it feels like to be overweight um, that Louis Anderson does in that part as a mother. Like I've never seen <laughs> on any anything else anything like it. It's just it's amazing. It's also like like I said, super intense. Um That's incredible. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it's really good. You know what I about- I just I've been trying to get into Discovery, uh Star Trek Discovery because I heard mm-hmm. Wilson Cruz on a podcast recently. And mm-hmm. he plays the doctor, maybe, on yeah. the show. But he was in Rent when um, it was on Broad- Broadway. Right. And Anthony Rapp is also in Discovery. Yeah. And he was also in Rent on Broadway at the same time. And so they're buds. And then um, they, from what he was saying, play the first openly gay characters and couple on on the Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Truth? Yes, that's that's true. Um, that's cool. They do it. They don't even really. 
address like there's not like a whole a like thing. yeah it's just like then there's a scene where they're together in their quarters and they're brushing their teeth and there's like no question that they're like obviously a couple that's cool yeah. I, I really want to watch it i just it cannot pay for one more streaming service yeah. i have them all yeah I and know. i used my free trial for the tonys one year so <laughs> you know you might you might check it out because i know um I know that because I belong to a Facebook group of people that are watching it um, and people have been saying that um, that they've been getting all these offers from people who canceled it have been getting offers from the CBS access uh, to restart their membership for a reduced price. Mm, <laughs> so, okay. Because a lot of people, they took a, a, a break like basically over the holidays and so a lot of people canceled their membership for yeah. December so then they were like offering, oh, come back and, you know, you can have a month for half the price or whatever. Okay. Noted. I will look in my junk mail. What about you, Bertie? What have you been loving? Uh, this is a recent love, uh, uh, a recent event that I love. So the Grammys were on uh, last night and um, I did not watch them. I went to Itanya instead. And I also did not watch the Royal Rumble, which is a WWE thing, which bums me out. But um, I watched a lot of clips online of the Grammys. And Ben Platt, who I love unconditionally from Dear Evan Hansen, which is my favorite musical. And uh, he sang somewhere out there from uh, West Side Story. And my face did this thing that I can only describe as like an orgasm from my face. Not in a sexual way, but like this buildup of energy in my face. And then I started to cry for, I mean, it's not a sad song and it's not a, like it didn't make me think of a sad thing yeah. or anything, but like I just started crying and it was beautiful. It was so beautiful the way that he sings is just beautiful, but like, I don't know. It was just this moment of, and then this morning when I woke up, I remembered the the song and him singing. I didn't even watch it and I started to cry again. So it was just like spontaneously exploding with emotion out of my face. And I loved it. It was great. I didn't, I don't know if I loved the the feeling of the un- uncontrollable <laughs> emotions coming out of my face, but I, I really loved watching him sing. Okay. All right. Well, that was a lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of love, we love you guys. So we want to hear from you. So if you have something to say, you want to be a guest on our show, you want to say how your challenge zone went, um, anything else, comments, questions, concerns, please email us at ididathingpod at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at ididathingpod podcast i always forget um so i did a thing podcast on facebook and i did a thing pod on yes. uh, twitter and instagram and then uh check out our website i did a thing podcast sarah help uh, uh i did a thing podcast I did, I, thing so pod. I did a thing pod i did a thing pod everything's i did a thing pod this is why i should look at notes when i do this but it's more fun if i try to remember it is i did a thing pod.com there it is i did a thing pod.com and uh, most importantly, please rate and review us on uh, iTunes, 
uh, in the in the store or and your favorite whatever you're listening to right now, rate and review us there. Yeah, because it helps us out a lot. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. I did a thing, and I guess now you just gotta go do a thing. Go do a thing. Go do a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.